To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Mark Hayfley joins us now, CIO of UPS Global Wealth Management. Mark, good to see you. Looking at your forecast, your outlook for 2024, we're at 4,500 right now in the S&P. You've got softish landing for the economy, but very limited upside in the equity market, 4,700, Mark. Can you help us understand that? Yeah, I think that's, uh, there's a couple of things. First, we do prefer bonds to stocks because we think that interest rates are going to move lower and that'll, that'll help the bonds. On the stock side, you know, we're in a new world and, and I'm not sure you necessarily want to focus just on the S&P 500. I think in both uh, bonds and stocks for next year, we're looking for quality we're looking for those companies get that get that high uh, return on invested capital, and so you know this. You were talking about the tech, and I we recently about two weeks ago upgraded the U.S. tech sector again, in part because that's where we're finding quality, and there certainly is over the longer term this kind of big is going to do better theme that we want to play on. This is really important, Mark. When you look at the income statement or the dynamics to cash flow on the balance sheet, what is it about tech? Where on the income statement will we see that reaffirmation of quality? Is it, not, is it sales off nominal GDP or off their plan? Is it down the income statement, gross margin? Or is it use of cash at the bottom? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think it starts at sales, even though uh, a lot of these firms are becoming more uh, consumer facing. One of the things that's changed so much about tech is you have more of these recurring revenue models in, in tech which speaks to stabler earnings and earnings that can maybe grow uh, as we get that slowing overall GDP growth. And then, of course, it flows from, from there down the, down the income statement to produce more free cash flow. I just think about this article talking about automated capitalism over the weekend, which is essentially the revenue streams that you're talking about for some of these tech names like, for example, Apple and the Apple Store. You talk about how big is going to be better going forward, Mark. Does that mean that the Russell 2000 you can just basically leave for dead after one of the worst underperformances going back decades this year? Well, look, we think that, uh, you know, we, we're going to have a softish landing. And, th- and then I think in that scenario, some of the more dire predictions for what happens with the small caps and that they can't refinance and things, that, that goes away. So I'm, I'm not making a super dire prediction on, on small caps. I think the point is, so, you know, where in the past you would think, oh, these large tech companies in AI can't keep growing. But what's so interesting, you know, is that actually these firms that own such a large portion of the value chain now uh, and and get those insights that can train these AI models may have an enduring advantage despite the fact that they've been up so much this year. And so that's one of the reasons that we upgraded the U.S. tech a few weeks ago. And are you leaning more into the AI names, right? I mean, tech is not all the same in terms of whether it's Apple or whether it's Microsoft. Are you bifurcating some of these bets or are you just saying all of them are going to be winners regardless of their niche? 
Well, I, you know, I think uh, there, there's a couple of slices at this, depending on your time horizon. I think, you know, over the longer term, one of the most exciting things is that the AI will broaden out, you know, beyond the tech names and and could potentially lead to certain disruptive companies having stronger margins. And so we're out, we're on the look for that. In the very short term, I think one of the things we're looking at is that actually, you know, chips uh, can can do better here as well. So we are we're we're looking, say, beyond just software, uh, but also at hardware at this time. Mark, does this remind you of the internet boom? And do you see it playing out the same way in equity markets that you get this sort of frenzy and then only a few win? You know, I think about that a lot. I, I, I think that was uh, somewhat different in the sense that, you know, there it, what we're specifically talking about now is quality and we're talking about free cash flow and free cash flow was not what we were talking about in the internet boom you know that was about eyeballs i'm old enough to uh have lived through it and make this comparison and force the team to look at this a lot but i think we are finding some real differences i want to know what we're going to do with this wall of cash. Lawrence McDonald talks about it, one of my essays of 2023. And Mark, there's, we all know there's a ton of money out there, but does it just sit like a lead brick or does it actually finally get put to work? Well, you know, we're urging our clients and I think they're starting to understand that right now you can get these tremendous yields on cash and so it's hard to move that cash but as these rates start to come down i think that that will start to move this wall of money and some of it can go into supporting the equity markets and some of it can go into supporting the bond markets and some of it can go into uh, private investments and alternative investments as well and that's why we think this is a great time to get your portfolio in balance back to what your asset allocation is, uh, you know, and maybe forget about uh, rates going negative again and really think about what does a proper asset allocation look like. I think we all hope we don't go back there anytime <coughs> soon. My thank you, sir. Mark Hayfley there of UBS Global Wealth Management with their outlook for 2024. Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea what to think about Elon Musk? then we have just the show for you. He's become even more larger than life. Buying Twitter doesn't get us closer to Mars. They are like really close to the edge of like everything falling apart. Like, oh, Elon, I volunteer, put a chip in my brain. Each week on this podcast, we'll break down, analyze and debate the most important stories on Musk and his empire. It's all one big universe. You just work for Elon Inc. From Bloomberg Businessweek, this is Elon Inc. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.